What time is it? No. It's not time to get ill. No. It's not party time. It's 99th episode time. I don't know. You can keep your boobs to yourself. Maybe. I don't necessarily need to know about that. What you do in your own time is up to you. I want to make jokes, but I, I, I uh, it's pertaining to what we were texting about last night. Yeah. Uh, so, so how was Game of Thrones? Ah, uh, Game of Thrones is is fun. It's interesting. So, uh, my wife and I started watching Game Game of Thrones because I have a one month trial to HBO Max right now. So. I'm trying to get the most out of it. The first thing that I watched was the Watchmen show. And I don't remember mm. if we talked. I think we talked about this we did, last yeah. week. We talked yeah. pretty thoroughly about it. Yeah. yeah. The other thing that I've been curious about is Game of Thrones. Even though everyone says, oh, don't do it, don't do it. It ends terribly. It ends terribly. That's kind of what everyone seems to say. It does. But honestly, so here's my thing. Because I... I... I had a subscription to DirecTV Now, which I think they either changed the name or something. I don't know what the heck it is now. But I did that to watch, I don't even remember. I, I think it was when the 49ers were running to the Super Bowl last year. Um, that's what I'll do when one of my teams are like in real championship contention is I'll subscribe to one of the streaming TV services, you know. So anyways, at the time, it included HBO show like uh you know whatever like before hbo had what they have now like what they had before like that came with it so i was like okay to get my money's worth i'm gonna finish watching game of thrones i had watched through i think season four um and i had um one of my best friends who moved away you know his he and his wife are our friends and, and she was really into game of thrones and she had watched all of it um she even i think read all the books or something like that um i could be wrong there but Anyway, so I was like, I, I'm going to binge through Game of Thrones. And at first, I was going to start from the beginning and, and rewatch it. You know, I'm not a big rereader. I'm not a big rewatcher unless it's something I just really enjoy. Like, So I, uh, I quickly was like, nope, this isn't going to happen. So I just jumped back to where I had left off. So I binged like the last four seasons just in time before you know my time ran out, which sometimes watching stuff as quickly as possible is in the most pleasant way. Mm -hmm. But I had already heard all the people griping about how bad the end of the series was. And knowing that going into it, yeah, it wasn't what I would have hoped for, but I also definitely, like, wasn't that bothered by it. Yeah, that's you know? kind of what I figured is I'm not going to have my eyes set on a incredibly good ending for the show. Yeah. And so I... And to be fair, the incredibly good endings of, you know, seasons or whatever have been awful because they're awful awful things even if they're well done like uh you mentioned one i don't want to give anything away that comes later but you mentioned like ned stark dying yeah i remember that watching season one and be like what i just started really liking that guy he's dead now yeah well pretty well, much expect that the whole show that was yeah the what was really fun about that, that that's been fun on many levels because i read the books years ago I read the first two Game of Thrones books before the show was even announced or was even a thing or, or, or talked about. I, had, I hadn't read the third book, but I, I read the first two. So I watched the first two seasons and then I didn't keep watching the third season because I wanted to read the books before I watched the show that corresponded with the, the contents of those books. That was kind of my grand plan, but then I never read the third book. So I just stopped watching it. But everybody who had read the first book knew what was coming in that first season. 
everybody knew, like, I think everyone was just kind of like quietly waiting <laughs> in kind of sadistic <laughs> glee for the end of the season, because we all knew what was going to happen to Ned Stark. And then it happened. And all the people who hadn't read the books are like, WTF, what, what, what the heck just happened? And everyone else is like, <laughs> and what was interesting about this is the same thing happened with my wife watching it because she didn't know anything about it she just didn't pay any attention so didn't know that ned stark was gonna get his head chopped off in the at the end of the first season and so she was just in shock <laughs> when that happened <laughs> <laughs> and so that was is like the gift that keeps on giving <laughs> is is knowing that huge spoiler for the first season yeah, that's, I mean, that's the show in a nutshell is uh, shocking deaths of people that you start to like. Yeah. But the uh, the one plus of it is um, everybody really horrible dies too. <laughs> so yeah, the, the whole series is basically about like, let's make this character as horrible as possible, make you hate them as much as possible, have, you know, all the people you love die along the way. But guess what? These people end up getting it in the end too. I mean... Essentially, like the the silver lining of that show is that everybody dies pretty yeah. much. <laughs> wow, so such a, an uplifting silver lining. <laughs> yeah, it re- it actually reminds me of uh, Sons of Anarchy. Um, I I watched that show and it was such a stressful show to watch, and it just got like more and more stressful. It's definitely a show that leaned into the um, shocking you with misery as it went deeper into the series, and towards the end of the series, the one character that basically i was have you ever watched sons of anarchy no i haven't okay so there's one character that um she's the the wife of like the the leader of the motorcycle gang she's the mother of two kids but and she's a doctor and she she just wants to get her kids out of this basically by a certain point and when she gets murdered was a point where i was just like i'm i'm done with this show like i just want everybody to die and that was like i think towards the end of the next to last season the last season, basically, everybody that you wanted to see die got killed. And the end of the, the show ended with, uh, like, kind of redemption for a couple of characters. The kids got out of the situation, and everybody bad died. Even the protagonist bad person, the leader of, of the motorcycle game gang. Um, that's kind of, I mean, you know, Game, game of Thrones is kind of like that, too. Like, you know, everybody bad gets in the end. Uh, like, there's a lot of shows that are, you know critically good shows that just are swimming in that misery and i kind of try to avoid those shows a bit more now because like yeah they're compelling but like do you really want to just swim in that for so long yeah that's it's become the it's this weird like i i don't know it's like that's why i stopped watching walking dead is that nothing good ever happened it was yeah. just like terrible thing after terrible thing. It was the same with the comic. I read like the first 50 issues of Walking Dead and then I just started to feel depressed all the time I was reading it because nothing yeah. ever good ever happened. And if anything good did happen, it was very quickly stripped away. From, yeah, and it probably yeah. led to something bad happening too. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Breaking, Breaking Bad is another one. I will, I'll, you know, I, that was a good show. I'll never watch it again. It, there's a bunch of shows like that. And Game of Thrones is more or less like that. The, like, the big thing I'll say, like, like you said, everybody says that the show ends weak. The last two seasons aren't based on the books, uh, cause there aren't books to carry it past that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You definitely can tell it. You can see where it's going a mile away. 
And it's a lot less miserable also. Okay, <laughs> it's not as, as good quality, but it's definitely less miserable. Yeah, I've heard George R. R. Martin say that uh, that's not how I would end the books. Yeah, and I guess he's still supposed to finish writing the books. Well, but in if, theory, but I mean, yeah. it's been how long since the last book? Probably like 10 years now, I think. Yeah. And I stopped reading the books, too, after the third book, because the books were kind of like the show in the the third book it felt like a bunch of drama that was happening but no real plot movement mm-hmm. like by the end of the book john snow's still up north at the wall Daenerys targaryen is still just kind of wandering around the wastelands trying to build an army everyone down south is either dead or, or just kind of like at war with somebody else who's trying to take over the throne and there was like shocking events happening, but the actual plot wasn't moving. Like there was no development to the white walkers. There was no development to Daenerys actually making any progress of coming back to Westeros. There was no actually development of somebody making some meaningful victory in the war going on amongst all the Kings. It was all just kind of like stuff happening, but none of it really amounting to anything. It's basically all wanting to see people get their comeuppance. So you see people, like, get enough power to deliver that comeuppance to somebody else. But then they have all that power, and they end up corrupted and bad. And then you want to see them get their comeuppance. I mean, throughout this series, you end up rooting for some people that you hated at one point. Just because they're the ones that are able to deliver that to somebody else. Hmm, Interesting. The whole show is that. It's just, you know, okay, they're bad. I want to see them get theirs. Oh, well, this person just delivered that. They're bad now because they had the power to, you know, it just decided. I mean, probably all those shows are like that. The reason Sons of Anarchy drew me in was that, like, seeing bad people get theirs. But the problem is, is the people delivering the, the, uh, I blink, I lost the word there. The people delivering it um, were bad people also. So it's like you're rooting for this motorcycle gang of bad people because they're delivering uh, vengeance to bad people, but guess what? They're bad too. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and as you know, they're trying to build a good story and make the drama. It just makes everything end up being bad. I think that's why movies are better. Sometimes is you don't need to dwell for, you know, I mean, if you have eight seasons of a show, even a show that only runs like 10 episodes a season, 13, I think maybe. So like, I think mo- most of those drama TV shows are like 13 episodes a season. I'm going to guess. So 13 times eight, that's 104 episodes. An hour an episode is over a hundred hours. You're dwelling That's in 50 this. movies. <laughs> a movie is yeah. like two, two and a half, three hours. If it's crazy long. Yeah. Like you do it and you move on, you know, so you can have these like vengeance movies where either one, they move quick enough that you don't actually have to develop the drama and you can just get the vengeance and get that satisfaction or two, you get into it and you get out, you know, like you're done in a few hours, you move on, you know, you're not, you're not, you don't have like, oh man, that was horrible. I can't wait to watch the next 50 hours of this. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't know if it was a wise choice to start Game of Thrones, but we'll see. We're right now we're, we're fairly wrapped up in it. Yeah. I do think it's worth, it's worth binging through and, you know, do it, move on. But <laughs> yeah, you, you know, a TV show is good though. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's been a few that I've been watching. Uh, I think we'll start with, you know, the the lighter fare. We'll get a little Mandalorian. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. So you finally watched it. Well, I've been watching it for a while. You finally fair. finished it. Finally finished it. Oh, um, my, thank goodness. Yeah, I kind of had a... I, I went through 
a little more than half of the first season really quickly. I was like, oh, man, I'm going to finish this in no time. And then I hit the kind of mediocre episodes in the middle. They weren't bad, but they were kind of mediocre. And I just kind of stopped. Yeah. Lots of other stuff going on, obviously, you know, holidays and, um, you know, outside of just holidays being a busy time of year, it's also a very busy, hectic, stressful time at work. So I'm very much not one of those people. It's like, I have to do this thing because I I have to. It's like, if if it doesn't deserve my attention because there's too much else going on, I just don't do it, you know? So I stopped watching that show. Plus, as we've talked about on the show you you have a severe lack of star wars discipline so, <laughs> so that's yeah. something we need to work on yeah I, I think uh i think discipline is is a correct way to describe uh, what watching lots of star wars is yeah um <laughs> so you you finished the whole thing now now do you see yeah. why the 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 end of the final episode of the season two was like my tv moment of the year Oh, absolutely. Oh, and, my goodness. You know, and I, I mentioned this to you because I was texting you when I was finishing it, of course. And I, I think I watched, like, the last three episodes in one night because um, it definitely it gets compelling. You know, I mean, the end of season one is compelling. Season two starts off good. It has some of those just episodes that are just an episode in, the, in like, the early middle part, sort of. Yeah. But even they weren't bad. Like when they're going in, into the rebel base or when they're he's transporting the frog lady and they're stuck on the ice planet. The Frog Lady one was the most boring episode. And that even got better. Like, it started off real weak, and I was like, this is really lame. The part when I started liking it uh, a little bit better, I was like, okay, this is okay now, was when the Frog Lady, um, like, hacked a droid to talk through it. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, this isn't just a stupid, I can't understand you episode, which is all it was at that point, was the, we can't communicate, let's watch hijinks ensue. Mm -hmm. Once it moved past that, it was better, and, you know, it was, there was some excitement. I still thought, you know... Like it was definitely my least favorite episode of that season, but it was it was totally watchable. You yeah, know? it's probably mine too. But it, it you know it started picking up after that, and the last few episodes were great. Um, but I mentioned to you though that like we start seeing a lot more um, fan service feeling things in it, but also like I think they were done better than just being fan service. I think that's doing it at a discredit. But you know, like we see Boba Fett show up. Yeah, we should uh, just mention like we're gonna be full spoilers on for. Yeah, if, if you care about two. this and you didn't watch it before I did, then you deserve to be spoiled. That's, I think that's pretty factual. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the, the, yeah. it's funny watching the statute of limitations on spoilers for The Mandalorian. I mean, usually by the evening of the day it came out, it was like full-on spoilers everywhere on Twitter. So what's what cracks me up about this is I see people complain about this on Twitter, right? The only reason you're upset about it is you haven't already blocked the people you know do this i'm on twitter i saw zero spoilers and i don't care i didn't care if i saw spoilers really because i knew i was going to watch it eventually but i also knew that i would probably not remember all the spoilers anyways but i saw zero because the people who post spoilers are assholes well if you haven't blocked an asshole on twitter that's your own fault the thing with this one though is like even people's reactions were a bit of a spoiler to me. Oh yeah, I can get that too. Like you can you can see a reaction and read into it easily. Exactly, and and like I got a text message at eight a.m. from a guy who's like the Mandalorian, and then like ten head exploding emojis. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, dude, come on! Like, I mean, because this is a person I know how much of a Star Wars fan they are, and how like entrenched they are in star wars mythology and so for somebody like them to have that reaction after 
where two episodes we got the reintroduction of Boba Fett into the Star Wars universe. The episode before that, we got live-action Ahsoka for the first time. And this is a person mm-hmm. who has watched all of Clone Wars, watched all of Rebels, so knows who Ahsoka is and how important she is and how major of a figure in Star Wars she is. Like, for somebody like that to be reacting, knowing it has to be even more mind-blowing than that itself is like a spoiler, right? Because putting that together then with the recap where they obviously recap if he put him on this rock and he'll send out his Jedi brainwaves and maybe a Jedi will come find him. Like it, it's not that hard to put two and two together. A Jedi is going to come. And what happens in this season or this episode of the Mandalorian is so mind blowing that even hardcore Star Wars fans minds are blown. It's kind of like, uh, okay. Like I, I, you know, it's, you know, it's it still was like okay, maybe maybe not, right? But it's still it's it's like that alone is a spoiler. Like if you're intelligent and you understand people, it's a, it's a spoiler. So like that alone kind of pissed me off. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. I think that goes to show like I mean, if you have a friend that texts you as soon as they watch something like that, they should know better, and you should probably correct your friend on that. Um, yeah. And, and I did, I was like, dude, I don't even want to know this. And then he, yeah. he, he shut up about it until I said, okay, I've seen it. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, if you like, I mean, I know there's gotta be something that we share like a, a pretty heightened interest in, but you know, I would know those things. It's like, I can't say anything about this. And it might be like, when I experience them, I'd be like, Hey, let me know once you've done this. So we can discuss it. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, but you got to control the tone. I remember. So you know, obviously, both our our friendship stems from Valiant Comics. You and Armor Hunters, right? Sure. Uh, what was the, the 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 big robot? Ginger. Ginger. Yeah. So uh, the first part of the story where Ginger's destroying like L.A. or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Another big Valiant fan um, posted a picture of that before I read the comic. I was like, that's that's a huge spoiler. And then, no, 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 it's not. It's like, yes, it is. Like, how how do you, like, you're going into this comic. I'm not going into this comic being like, oh, man, this this robot's going to wreck some shit. And, you yeah, know, like, uh-huh. expecting it. Like, that's a spoiler. You just gave away the exciting part of the story before I got to it. So instead of me getting the reveal of it and being surprised, I know what's coming. That's a spoiler. That's a dick move. Yes. That's the kind of thing, like, on Twitter, like, it's it's one thing people being like, OMG, you know, exclamation, exclamation, head explosion emoji. Yeah, I mean, a, a smart fan is going to be able to see that as some kind of confirmation, probably, of, of something that they expect to be coming. Mm-hmm. And that's where, like, if you are a super heightened fan, you got to avoid stuff, you know? But that's very different than somebody being like, oh, man, wait till you see what Jedi showed up in this. You know? <laughs> it's like... Yeah, it's yeah. um So yeah, so any anybody complaining about somebody actually posting a spoiler, you you probably had it coming cuz you probably should have already uh blocked those people on Twitter. It just I don't know, it cracked me up cuz I'm like I didn't see any spoilers. Like I saw people reacting excitedly, but nothing was a spoiler to me because I I didn't have that advanced knowledge or, you know, care. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, th- and so yeah. So it's... for me it's like I mean, come on. I I I knew things were going to be big. When I knew that there was something big in the ending, and I knew that they were waiting on it. Like, of course I knew that, that Luke was going to show up. That's that's the biggest thing that could possibly happen. But even then, I didn't know the time frame of this show, so I wasn't 100% sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to ask you. I was like, what? Like, I had a feeling it was, like, within that time frame because of other stuff that that could happen. Uh-huh. Uh, but, I mean, there was still other stuff. It's like, I didn't know I was going to see R2-D2, which was cool. 
you're you're the one that told me that that one dude was Boba Fett, and honestly, like, I wasn't obviously bothered by the spoiler, but like, I wouldn't have known that, and then I would have been surprised when it turned out that was Boba Fett. You know, that would have been a, a moment that would have been like, holy crap, for me, and instead I knew it was coming. Yeah, well, it, it's what what happened is for Star Wars fans, we knew it was coming from since season one mm-hmm. because knowing the actors. And knowing that, it, it became very clear. And I, I guess that's why, like, I, I told you about that actor connection because that that was a experience that they intended us to have, like, mm-hmm. uh, or at least, pe- like, fans that are very much pay attention to these things, they would know, oh, the guy who shows up in a cameo at the end of season one is the same actor that played Django Fett. Boba Fett is a one-for-one clone of Jango Fett. So if you're going to have somebody play Boba Fett, you need to have the same actor that played Jango Fett because they're literally the same person. And so it's very clear seeing that actor, who that character is, to to Star Wars fans. Yeah. And they, they, there they were weren't trying to hide like, it also. Like they, yeah. they were trying to make that a a reveal in that moment for us. Yeah. And so yeah, I, I guess... Like, you know, uh, uh, Ahsoka, is that how you say her name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wouldn't have been as excited about that if it wasn't for seeing other people's excitement. Because I, I don't know anything about Clone Wars. Obviously, like I saw on Twitter, people posting uh, not only excitement about the character, but excitement about Rosario Dawson playing the character. It had me more excited about it. So mm-hmm. it's like, otherwise, that would have just been like another character in the show. You know? So that's where like being a, a not huge fan, being able to see the excitement that people had made things more meaningful whereas like if i saw them and then afterwards found out like in the moment it would have been it's like oh this is cool you know but yeah like i i really enjoyed the series um I, I told you this early on but this is the like the thing that could get me more into star wars uh, and then i've heard things like rogue one is like a similar type of engagement compared to the other star wars movies um and then like the reveal of the you know the book of fett coming like that's definitely going to be a show that i'm going to watch want to watch um yeah. mm-hmm. they're able to like with being able to do these tv series they're able to explore some of the exciting components of star wars that appeal more to somebody like me that for you know like the greater series have just been kind of like little like moments little that side add nuggets. to it yeah i mean mm-hmm. like boba fett we talked about how he was just like a, a... He was a burp joke, basically, yeah. is what he came down to being. Yeah. yeah. He looked awesome, and he was a burp joke. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's so much potential for excitement there. Like, he, he's become legendary based off of what? You know, like... Four minutes of screen time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And w- what have they done with the character otherwise? Have they done anything else with the character? There's been a lot of stuff in books and comics but none of it, it's all under the old extended universe chronology and timeline. So it doesn't quote unquote count anymore. It's not, you know, current Disney canon, but they did bring him back a lot. So Boba Fett was in the original movies barely, right? Yeah. He became this legend based off of nothing pretty much. Then is what we're saying. Basically he, he became a legend based off of, he looks awesome for one. He takes down Han, so he's a, a major villain in Empire Strikes Back. He stands up to Darth Vader in a way that very many other people don't, which makes him look like totally awesome. 
you know, I guess like in a movie where everyone's cowering away from Vader because they don't want Vader to kill them. He's the only one who's like, no, man, give me my money. <laughs> where my money at? <laughs> so I, I think like that's kind of what it's based off of. That's really the extents of it. And he really is just kind of like a minor character. And there's kind of hints of him being this like the most badass bounty hunter in the galaxy just from little snippets of dialogue here and there but we don't ever really get to see it happen much and when we finally do see him in action yeah he goes up against luke fairly well for a while until by a fluke han solo activates his jetpack and he flies into the sarlacc and gets eaten and burped <laughs> like as, as a joke <laughs> that oh boy he caused some indigestion for sure <laughs> you know that's basically the, the boba fett story <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah. i mean that's amazing when you think about it that a character that was basically all of his build-up was just to use him as a tool to build up other characters like okay he he held his own against luke that was really to make luke look strong not to make boba fett look like anything because obviously they had no plans for him yeah Mm -hmm. you know he was this like very small part for somebody that's not a big star wars fan like i've seen the original trilogy i've seen the prequels uh i stayed awake through episode seven i fell asleep during episode eight i haven't even tried to watch episode nine i haven't seen any of the other new movies that aren't one of the like the the core lineage of movies i've not really watched anything else somebody like me who has done nothing to try to build up these characters more he's a huge like he's a legendary character yeah based off of nothing that, that's uh, amazing in its own and now with these shows it's like they can develop this character in a very different way and you know i think th- doing the shows gives a lot more opportunity than movies would where I think if you, uh, you know, if you plug, like if they just did a Boba Fett movie, if they didn't have this, you know, this outlet for shows instead, I don't know if they'd be able to accomplish the same thing. Because for Boba Fett, like, like he's already got the legend based off of very little, you mm-hmm. know, little to nothing, basically. You need to show, you know, episode after episode of, of him being a badass, right? Yeah. Like, that's what people want, and that's what's going to build them up more. If it was just a two-hour movie where it's like, okay, well, we have to have a story in there. You know, like, we got two, two and a half hours to do this in, and, you know, pacing and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, no, it needs a show. That's why Mandalorian was so good. Is it was, I mean, the Mandalorian is a, same thing as Boba Fett, right? Boba Fett's a Mandalorian. Hmm. So I, I kind of want to push back against that a little bit. This is one thing I, I've heard a bit. Like, like, oh, Star Wars works better as a TV show. I'm not saying all of it does. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not. But I'm just saying, like, this is something I've heard from others. Uh, This idea, like, some things are better as TV shows versus uh, movies, and I kind of think that that's silly in the sense that, well, all of it is just made up to be what it is, right? It's like Boba Fett could be amazing as a movie if they wrote it to be an amazing movie. And something can be amazing as in a TV show if they just write it and create it to be an amazing TV show. It's it's one of these weird things where I feel like, yeah, I think that there's different rules to TV shows versus movies. Like movies have to move a lot faster in terms of plot and take a lot of quicker steps in terms of character development to actually tell a full, complete story within those two hours versus a TV show, which can take 
eight to 10 hours to do the same thing and kind of do it a little more slowly, but it's still, it's all just a matter of creation and what people make it to be. You know, I, I always go back to like, it's all just made up. So make it up to be a good movie and it'll be a good movie. That's, I, I guess, kind of like my thought of that. But we we also just discussed how um, a long, depressing TV show that just is dwelling in misery would be better off as a movie because with a movie, it's it's uh, you get it out of the more way. limited. You 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 can experience like I mean, the reason people watch Game of Thrones is essentially because there's a great story underneath all the misery. But if you condense that story into something that's uh, you know two and a half hours of your time, uh, the misery is a lot more bearable. So, you know, that type of story can be better as a movie because it's it's more finite. You are better able to stand up to what you're putting yourself through, basically. It, that You know, it's a similar thing to what we're saying here. Like, yes, you can make a great Boba Fett movie. There's still a difference between TV shows and movies and what they can deliver. And, like, I think with a character like Boba Fett, to get the most out of it, having essentially, you know, uh, the seasons were, what, eight episodes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So having um, eight short movies compared to one long movie can be more effective because you're telling these different stories that build the character, build the legend. And, you know, you like you look at a season of Mandalorian, it's essentially telling one big story. And then, you know, you go to further seasons, it's, t- it's telling one big story. You can condense that whole story up into a movie, but the enjoyable parts are the the little stories they're telling along the way building the bigger picture so it's it's all about you know how much you condense the storytelling and i think for a character like boba fett people want to see the adventures and if you tell a ton of adventures in one movie it wasn't necessarily a great movie because it's telling a bunch of little stories and it's more disjointed sure Um, yeah i guess uh, i guess my point is is equally possible to make a great Boba Fett movie as it is to make a great Boba Fett TV show. You just, it's, I'm not saying that they would be an equivalent story. I just think it's, it's each one is possible. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think anybody says something has to be this way or that way is, you know, also foolish. Cause just like you said, it's all a creation. So you can make something good regardless of how you, choose to go about it yeah there's different challenges to it definitely though okay yeah that's Um, that's kind of what i'm getting at because i see some people say like because of the nature of star wars it does better of tv shows because the episodic tv show is better at it's you know like like there's something inherent about star wars that makes it better for tv than movies yeah no i I think that's silly i mean the movies like the 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 core movies like you know the episode the, the episodes i don't know what you call the you know not Rogue One, not you know Solo, the side the, show, you know. the saga movies. Okay, there you go, the saga movies. Thank you for giving me something to call it. Finally, yeah. Um, <laughs> so the saga movies are telling this slower story. This um, there's a lot of like ambiance building, and you know it's kind of like Lord of the Rings. That 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 ain't moving fast, you know. <laughs> hmm, the the slowness wild. does a lot of building aspects of it you know well what's funny Um, about that though is i'm a big i've been a lord of the rings fan since i was a teenager when i first read the books mm -hmm. and so coming from having read the books several times to watching that movie i thought man this movie's moving fast (laughs) because the books are a lot slower than the movie yeah absolutely that shows where different mediums will do different things 
Um, and like a movie couldn't be like 100% true to the books because nobody would want to watch that, you know? Yeah, people don't want to watch Frodo hanging out for 10 years in the Shire thinking about moving off to the East Farling or whatever and building yeah. a house and all the you know fatty bulger helping them move over before they finally decide to go on their adventure which they totally cut out of the movie and they took it made out of five minutes you've got to hit the road now frodo and boom he's gone (laughs) yeah exactly yeah Yeah, so you know like uh the the saga movies are that slower i mean there's a lot going on in them really but there's they're still slower there's a lot of slow pacing in those movies see i don't i don't quite see that especially in the original movies i feel like the original movies are really fast-paced there there's a lot going on but they they still take the time to have calm quiet moments that build ambiance in the sure. midst of okay. everything going on yeah okay yeah and that's I'll, very I'll different than that. the tv shows that are are quickly moving from what i've heard like comparing rogue one to mandalorian i haven't watched rogue one yet but like after watching mandalorian i want to watch it my guess is it's a similar thing where they're not taking these like slow times to build this ambiance like they do in the saga movies. A little bit they are, but a, a little bit not. But it, it tends to be more those those slow ambiance things tend to be more about informing who the characters are mm-hmm. and being important moments for those characters so that we is kind of a shortcut to get us to like and understand them. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I, I, you know, the, the Mandalorian series, we're being introduced to a, a new character that we don't know. The way they, they do the storytelling in it, like, I think that it works well. Like, they could have made that a movie, but, you know, it, it's it's appealing to, to a new audience, a different way of watching. I mean, things have changed a lot with how people watch things in general. You know, now it's like nobody wants to wait a week in between watching a show for the most part. And I like that they also did deliver it that way. And they're like, no, you're going to, you know, yeah, well, you either wait till it's all out and binge it, or you can watch it once a week. It's actually, uh, I, I really liked it because it was yeah. something we did every Friday night, every Friday night we finished work and we watched the new Mandalorian. And so it was yeah. a fun, it became a fun little ritual that we did. Yes, and, and that, but we still know that that's like antithesis to the way people generally approach stuff now. Like, you know, we know that we're very much in a binge culture with watching stuff. It seems like Um, that's changing to me though, a little bit because I think that everyone realized, Oh wait, if we release it every week, people will talk about our show for eight weeks rather than one weekend. And so we get eight weeks of people on Twitter talking about how amazing this show is versus one weekend of people doing that. And I think that people suddenly realize, oh, wait, this is actually a bad idea <laughs> in terms of our yeah. business model. As far as the, you know, the, the companies that are actually producing and releasing these things, you know, they're they're recognizing. I mean, we, we say that about, about all kinds of things, too, like Black Friday. Like we're seeing companies move away from, you know, this model of let's compact sales into this as tight a period as possible. And like this year with COVID... I think it really gave uh, businesses an opportunity to finally, like, really break away from that model that they've slowly been pushing away from. And it's all like, you know, riding the the consumer wave. Like, the reason we got to the point that we were is because companies kept on trying to one-up each other. You know, okay, um, we're going to open a little bit earlier than you. You'll open at 4 in the morning? We'll open at 3 in the morning. And then (laughs) next thing you know, it's opening at 6 p.m. on Thanksgiving. And, you know, the whole, like, honoring the holiday for everybody is is just completely thrown away. 
and it doesn't accomplish anything. Like uh, the change in in the way things are sold has eroded the the usefulness of Black Friday. Like I remember when Black Friday had great deals, it was like uh, MP3 players, and now nobody buys an MP3 player. They have phones, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, movies, movies are cheap anyways because streaming. You know, it's it just like nothing works out the same way. Um, so I, you know, I think that uh, that everything kind of lends into that, and and now it's like you know, feeding into the binge culture was giving consumers what they wanted, and you know, allowed certain companies to push ahead of others, and now other companies recognizing that uh, that pulling back from that is you know something that could be more beneficial. Like consumers still like everybody wants instant gratification. So there's things to, you know, to, uh, to adjust there with, with how they do things. But like, I, I think it's a good way to do it is, you know, I know plenty of people that waited till it was all out so they could binge through it. You know, and then some people want to like, they're so excited. They want to see it as soon as it comes out. And, you know, some of those people like they're, some of the people that waited are as excited as the people who watch it as it comes out, but they, I keep on losing my train of thought. I'm sorry. No, um, okay. but they, they just like, they know that's how they want to watch stuff, you know? So I don't know. I think it's all interesting. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of interesting things about it. Do you mind if we go ahead and wrap up? Sure, no problem. Yeah, I'm having some family problems outside. I got to go attend to. I gotcha. All right. <laughs> well, then let's just wrap up and say, man, Mandalorian kicked butt, and that was good. Yeah, Mandalorian was awesome. I'm looking forward to the the Book of Fett and you know other stuff like that, and want to check out Rogue One, see what else there is there, and who knows, maybe I'll actually get into some of the sagas a little bit more. Oh, now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. We'll see. All right. Well, thanks for listening. You know where to find all our older episodes and all that jazz. So go check it out. All right. Catch Until you later. Until next time, Paul. Adios. Bye.